Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Song Mess. My name is Richard Villegas. And I'm Beverly Bryan. And we are out here in the wild at a, a local Brooklyn Think Coffee, taking a, ourselves out of our comfort zone, aka Beverly's Kitchen, um, to bring you guys a, a, a really cool little episode about uh, a throwbacks. Yeah, um, it, my kitchen is kind of my happy place, <laughs> but um, the coffee here is better. Yes. And also, speaking of my happy place... We're listening to Davila 666 right now. The song is Nueva Localización. Uh, and we're going to wrap that up and then we'll be right back with, um, you know, some real cool little trip throwbacks. All right, all right. <laughs> This, the theme of this episode is throwbacks. Yes, ma'am. And with this song, I took us all the way back to 2009 when uh, this song came out on an obscure 7-inch. Yes. Because I was about that life back then. Even though, actually, I think I downloaded this off of uh, iTunes. Yeah. And, but I remember, I think I just moved into... I just moved to New York City. We were staying in an illegal apartment. And I'd heard about Davila Seisseis because I liked uh, all the garage punk bands, mm-hmm. uh, Black Lips, um, you know, that action. And um, I just remember it really, this song really made me feel something. Uh-huh. And I was just like, I wanted to know more about this band. I wanted to know more about, um, like, just rock music in other countries, just music in other countries. Yeah. Um, and it, like, even though Puerto Rico is not another country, 
the song was in Spanish, and I was just like, I just really wanted to understand more what they were saying. That's also and a very different culture. It is different. Um, and so, like, and ar- around the same time, um, you know, I just moved to the city, and I'd been offered a... I was shortly after that offered a job mm-hmm. um, blogging about music from all over the world. And uh, I talked my way into the interview, but I like I talked my way into the job in hey. the interview by uh, talking about the bands I was getting, how I'd been like writing about indie rock and like punk and stuff like that for a few years. And how I was just getting more interested in bands that were in other countries like um, Tenariwen mm-hmm. um, and you know, that whole, like, desert blues thing and, uh, you know, a band, um, a, this really cool, like, fictional slash documentary called um, No One Knows About Persian Cats had come out about the indie rock scene in uh, Tehran in Iran. Oh, my God. And so I was just, like, it was a moment where, like, stuff like this was coming out and, like, I was really curious about it also. Like, people were talking about Baile Funk because Diplo. Right. And um, I was just, like so tired about like the last uh about like of like writing about like every like you know the same four like boys from ohio who just moved to um new york and i'm just like get me out of this and like i don't know i feel like the rope that falls down was like this song and i just i just climbed up <laughs> and it. you just climbed and and i mean and that's basically what we're going to be doing today it's just it's going to be a kind of like a really uh cool breezy uh, walk through memory lane. I mean, we kind of realized that a lot of this music that we're bringing in today is from like 29, 2009, 2010, 2011, like in that sort of general 10 year ago vicinity. It was a watershed year for me. Yeah. Um, this Because these songs were songs where like I was at my desk at MTV Iggy having my mind blown on a daily basis. I don't know if y'all at home know, but Beverly used to be the editor uh, of MTV Iggy. Which is a website no one remembers. Hey. Uh, actually, you're completely wrong because in Latin America, getting into MTV Iggy was like huge. Because I remember the bands that I followed were like, "Oh, I was featured in MTV, MTV Iggy, bitch, what?" You know? Yeah, people. Okay, so overseas, for anyone in America, people actually still remember MTV Iggy. And if I travel to uh, a country where people speak Spanish, uh, I'm like, "Yeah, I, I write for MTV Iggy, or I worked for MTV Iggy," and people would be like, they would act like I said I worked for Vice. Ooh. <laughs> In the United States, no one remembers them, and for years, no one wanted to hire me. <laughs> really? I mean, because I, I still say I used to write for MTV. I mean, the fucking banner was still there, girl. I don't give a fuck. I don't know. It wasn't working for me. Hey, I but mean, it, now it, I have a job. It has it has a certain cachet. I mean, you just say I wrote about music for MTV, and so they remember that this is a bygone time. You yeah. know? <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, um, so yeah, we are. We're, wow. Uh, I hope we don't get too like lost in memory. But uh, yeah, no, 2010, watershed year, and that was like a decade ago. It was. Yeah, I mean, we're we're getting there, and so um, let's carry on because I, I th- we're going to be discussing a lot of this stuff as we go on. And I want to play a song by Hello Seahorse that you also brought in. Uh, this is called Un Año Quebrado from um, the album Lejos No Tan Lejos. Okay, and tell me about Hello Seahorse. Why them? I'm surprised actually to see them on this playlist because they're rather mainstream. Um, it's true, but uh, to me, they were... Well, for one thing, they're they're a really cool band. Yeah. I don't care if they're mainstream. They're still an indie band. They're just... Um, they signed to Nacional. Big Ew. deal. <laughs> right, okay, yes. But every <laughs> band signs to Nacional. Okay. And um, I had this was like an era where like I hadn't heard a lot of stuff like this. And to me, just like, they were amazing. 
Like mm. the sound is so different from honestly still any other band. Go back and listen to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw them live not too long ago, like last year. Um, and I, I mean, I had a wonderful time. I mean, they, they're a great live band still. Denise can still sing the house down. I was never like a huge, huge fan. I do have one song that I really, really like. It's like, um, uh, no, uh, no es que no te quieras, que te necesito lejos, something to that effect. And like, um, yeah, I guess like 10 years ago also, they weren't like, oh, established big band. Right. Now they are, we, for they, sure. They were just like this band, this crazy band coming up with like this sound. And back then you could come out with a sound that was as weird as Hello Seahorses. And yeah. people would be like, yes, amazing. Nowadays you have to sound like absolutely everything else. Yeah. Um, so to me, this is like... Also taking it back to another era when you could be weird and make music that was like good and also weird, and that was like a recipe for success. In my mind, Hello Seahorse is a little bit like Porter when Juan Son was still in the band. Like they were weird, they were alternative, they could still rock a house, you know, but they were still bringing something kooky or, or just different, oh, um, a yeah. very different flavor to the to the to the to and the game. The other reason I brought them, I think, is because like this was an era when like. At MTV Iggy, we were checking Club Phonograma every yes. day. Ooh. And this they were one of the darlings of Club Phonograma. Let's not get into Phonogramas yet, because I, I do want to like really dive into the impact that Phonograma is having on this playlist today. This was also that era, yeah. too. Okay, so, so let's go ahead and listen to that now. Again, this is Hello Seahorse. The song is Un Año Quebrado, and we'll be right back with more throwbacks. <laughs> Con el 
you brought um, a very big song from 2010. Yes. This is Denver, also another band that I was reading about a lot on um, Club Phonogramma yes. and like losing my shit. So, but why did you bring this song? So, <clears throat> it, this, maybe not this song in particular, but the record, Musica Grammatica Gymnasia by Denver, is the reason you and I are sitting here today. Oh, yes. It is precisely the reason we're sitting here today. Um, and again, like... It's, See, music builds bridges, because otherwise I would not have... I can't make friends without music to talk about, so there you go. This record is the reason Song Must Exist. This re record is the reason I have a career in music. You know, it's... it's this Basically, is, it ruined your life. I would, I would say it made it evolve. It, it sparked... <laughs> a, a fire started to burn. Yeah. Um, anyway... Um, yeah, so so I lived in Chile for two years, and um, I I lived in a bubble. I mean, we you know uh, my boyfriend and my circle of friends like we all were making very cute money, and we were having a lovely, lovely time. I was always a music fan, and so like there I got to see Cut Copy a bunch of times because bands from Australia would come to Chile because it was relatively inexpensive to tour South America from Australia. Where um, I got to see like uh, LCD sound system. I got to see a lot of like gringo indie, which is what I was still listening to back in the day, and um, oftentimes local indie stars would open for these for these bands. So like I saw Den. Denver open for Cut Copy twice. I saw Astro and Denver both perform at uh, Lollapalooza. Oh my I, God, I haven't thought about Astro in so long. I saw, you know, Francisca Valenzuela open the main stage at the first Lollapalooza, you know, in 2010. I'm jealous. Yep. And Javier Amena was also opened the, the main stage, but I didn't get to see her because I was like, who are these people? I don't know who these people are. Fuck that. Like, girl, like, that's cute that you have local bands. Cute, 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 cute. And then I, <laughs> Ten years later. Uh, right. And so, and then, like, so when I left Chile, you know, um, back, to, back to the U.S., I was in, like, not a great situation, you know? Like, I was dead broke. I was, you know, staying with a friend. It was three people sleeping in a, in a, in a bedroom. Not even in a one bedroom. It was in the bedroom, three of us. Three oh, adults. Oh, my God. Um, and, and, again, I'm incredibly thankful to that friend who, you know, put me up for, for a long time. But the point is that, like, it wasn't the best of times. And uh, my friend uh, Osvaldo, who actually designed the logo for Song Mess, he had done the website for Denver's Musica Gramatica Gimnasia. Um, and so he was like, hey, like, this, this, you know, this band is really cool. They're from here. You should give them a listen. I know you like music. Um, and this is a really good album. And so I listened to it, and it blew my mind. It was the first time that I paid attention. I was like, what is this? And that, like, then I fell down like the YouTube rabbit hole and that's when I discovered Alex Amanter and Javier Amena and Adrián Igual and Astro and Jepe and Kalimutsa and I was like Wow! I love that we were like <laughs> falling down the, this rabbit hole at yeah. the, the same time in our lives you climbed a rope I fell down a hole <laughs> and yet we were both miserable at this time <laughs> yes I mean, hey I mean life happens for a reason and so yeah and so like you know this particular record again changed my life Um, and Lo Que Quieras, um, even though it's not my favorite song on the record, my favorite one is In Medio de una Fiesta, you know, I, I, re I wanted to bring something emblematic. Um, and Lo Que Quieras is it. Lo, Lo Que Quieras is still, like, their top song. It's still the song that everybody remembers. And this is an opportunity, this episode itself is an opportunity for us to play songs that we love that came out before the song existed. So we, yeah, and that we know, never have an excuse to play otherwise. We're going to be playing some, like, gems. I, I like the next song that we're about to hear, uh, which is by Silva, uh, who is maybe my favorite Brazilian artist. Um, although he hasn't... Wow, that's um, saying a lot, Richard. Yeah, he hasn't replicated the... the indie 
glory, the quirkiness of this record, which is called Vista Promar. And, and why would you re recreate the same thing? I mean, he's evolved past it. Um, but, like, he's kind of fallen into the Brazilian music industry trope of, like, you have to do, uh, like, a cover or a tribute to a famous artist so that the mainstream will grasp you and then, like, you can carry on. That's interesting. A lot of people have had to do that. So, like, Criolo had to do that, for example. He did a Tim Maia um, tribute album or, like, you know, this is actually a conversation that I had once for an article that unfortunately never saw the light of day um, with, uh, with um, oh, God, I forget his name, uh, but the singer of Finger Finger. Again, this great garage punk band from, from, from Sao Paulo. Um, and he was like, yeah, like, you just, you have to, for, for like, for, if, like, as an indie artist, you kind of hit a roof. And to appeal to the masses, you have to give them something that they recognize so that they will accept you as something new. And, and um, oh, God, there was this other pop singer. You know, that makes a lot of sense to me in terms of Brazil, because, like, Brazil really loves its... Um it's music yeah. and like really reveres it's like pop artists and like just not even just pop artists, but musicians like Brazil really reveres it's a musician. Yeah. So I think it might be because of that. Well, he was, he was is a great quality, you he, know, to appreciate what you have. He was very dismayed by that because he was, he was like, it's, it, there's a sense of nostalgia that people can't seem to get past. You know, um, it's the reason like Tropicalia, for example, is such a huge genre out there because it's like, it's the music of our parents, right? With Caetano and like oh, that whole movement. Um, and so it's like, it's the music that we grew up with. And so like, I was like, is that why there's so many psych bands that come out of Brazil? And he's like, yes, that's precisely it. Because we all grew up with Tropicalia. So we're like, this is the world that we grew up in. Um, and he's like, you know, and he's like, if you look at TV, everything is fashioned to look like an 80s like talk show. You know, like there's this, you know, there's this wall that you hit and you just can't seem to get past. So it's like he has long curly hair and he's like, people are like, oh, are you in a rock band? And he's like, yes. I'm like, oh, like Guns N' Roses? He's like, not quite. <laughs> you know, in a way that's like, you know, so yeah, okay. I was doing what I do where I try to put a positive spin on something. Right. But I still stand by the fact that like there's a positive side to that. I, I, I guess you could say that, but, but it makes it can make it hard for like a new artist. I guess it's exactly. sort of like at That's the same exactly time though, like I you know I really like I you know sometimes it frustrates me here where like you know um, an artist ha can have like one hit and then people forget about them, right? You know, so it, it's like to me like that's sort of sort of refreshing. Well, I mean this this where, record like, everything is meant to be like moving on so quickly, and you don't we barely get to like enjoy an album when it yeah. comes out now. Well, Vista Promar is an album that I enjoyed thoroughly. It's one of, it, again, it's like one of those albums that I like played from beginning to end without skipping a single track. You know, it's still really good. Like you can go to, to it today and it's still super, super fresh. Again, it's called Vista Promar. This is Vice Silva. Uh, the song is Janeiro. Um, and we'll be right back with more throwbacks. Okay. 
Okay, so I just got to play my immortal beloved, uh. whose name I rarely say properly. Let me try. Let me try. Chancha via Suquito. Uh-huh. I did it? Did yes. I do it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cir- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, heard, yeah. I heard you say it right before. Circuito, yeah. Yeah, I've always had problems with circuito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did uh-huh. it. I, except that sounded a little bit like Portuguese uh, yeah. just now. A little bit, yeah. I'll work on Which it. Which is cool. I mean, I'll take Portuguese over gringa. Um, <laughs> I'm getting better. Yes, you are. So anyway. Fact, this, this makes perfect. This, this album, this song comes off of the album Rio Arriba. The uh-huh. song we heard was uh, Cumbion de las Aves. Mm-hmm. And Rio Arriba completely blew my mind. Yeah. I that was his it, first record, no? I, th- I believe so, yeah. And mm. it, like, almost nothing has topped that for me mm. since then. Um, Amansada is very good. Those two records for I me mean, are, like, yeah, really no, neck and neck. Those, I mean, they are, but for me, like, Rio Riba is just an album that I can completely get lost in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just soothes me every time. Yeah. And there's very few things like that. And, yeah, no, it just... And then when I finally got to see uh, Chancha live yeah. at Normal, that was just like, just an incredible moment for me. Like oh, that's this, right. To me, this album is, and this, this song is like, I think one of the most beautiful on the album. Yeah. And so that's why I played it. Yeah. His set at Normal is one, is still one of my favorite things that I've ever seen um, because it was really long. And like I was tired, and I was like, I'm done with this. I'm bored. And because he had he had kind of given a disclaimer at the beginning of the set, he was like, Hey guys, uh, so this is gonna start kind of slow. Be patient with me. We will get there. We just chill. And I was like, Okay. And so like I gave it like ten minutes, and then like you know it's just like super slow. Like, and then twenty minutes in, like you're raving, and it's like what? <laughs> and like he's amazing. And my favorite thing was that he would like just scream. He would yell into the uh, into the mic, and he would go cumbia. <laughs> I still I still say that to this day. It's so, so yeah, one I'm of the a, funnest things ever. I'm a stan. Yeah, a complete the, complete chancha stan. And it's so appropriate that you would bring chancha via circuito because this whole zizek movement um, of like electrocumbia is part of what made Latin indie. Uh, what ushered it to like the, the the level that it is today? I mean, it was instrumental for sure, completely. And like at that time, Zizek was something that like hipsters in Brooklyn were talking mm-hmm. about. Like it, I think it's kind of like faded a little bit. Yeah, well, it's evolved. Yeah, um, I mean, Nicola Cruz can still book a gig out here and like do pretty good. Actually, for that's the good thing where it's not really. You're right. It's not about Zizek anymore. Right. It's, it's about it's or ZZK. It. It's mm-hmm. about the individual artists and the yes. careers that they've built. And you know, credit like credit goes to ZZK for that. Yeah. And and Chancha was like the first superstar to emerge out of that whole circle. I mean, now obviously this counts with you know La Yegros and Kalima and uh, you know um, uh, God. La Artigiando and King Koya and of course Nicola Cruz um, and of course the, the the those are Zizek is more I was I was I interviewed Matteo Kingman uh, you know a few days ago and he was talking about, I was like what's the difference between like Aya Records and like Zizek he's like Zizek is more for DJs uh, and producers where Aya can be like more freeform it could be more of an artist or a band or whatever isn't Aya also um, more focused on Ecuadorian music I think so as well but more Andean. Specifically, okay, okay, I think okay. because there are Peruvian uh, artists uh, on there. I yeah, believe. Yeah, right. Um, um, but anyway, let's let's carry on. Uh, let, another 
I, I, I haven't heard the song, but I know Sonido San Francisco is a cumbia band, uh, but it's yes, very, very from, modern cumbia. Yes, Mexico. from Mexico. Yes. Um, but it's also a very uh, Mexican take on cumbia. Mm-hmm. And um, this song, I remember the video, I remember the track, and it was just like such a stone cold bop. And it really, um, it was also in some ways one of my introductions to cumbia. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is, I think it's a pretty good um, introduction. And it's just incredibly catchy. And I really wanted more from um, Sunido San Francisco. And then there wasn't a lot more after this. Yeah. Um, but I, I've learned that they're, they were part of this sort of scene, mm-hmm. and I've always meant to dig more into that. But this song, um, for me, stands forever as a monument to uh, accordions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had two factoids to share about Sonido San Francisco. One is that uh, Sebastián of Sonido San Francisco has been a guest on the show before. I interviewed him once, like, you know, like those, like, five-minute interviews that I do while I'm drunk at a party? Uh-huh. So he was one of them, and he was great. He was so fun. Um, All right, well, tell him I said hi. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we still sometimes run into each other at, like, events, because obviously. And two, and that's why I was, like, when you recommended Sonido San Francisco, I was excited to see them on this list. Because they are, like, obviously they're a cumbia band, but they're so much more than just that. that, And I'm I'm curious as to how exactly they fit within the greater hipster MCU here. Because they've played at Normal. Um, And I I, I remember when I saw them on the Normal lineup, like, this is from, like, their second or third edition. I was like, wait, what? Well, they were, like, part of the scene of, like, some of, like, the first kind of, like, hipster cumbia bands. Right. In, in Mexico, like just part of this whole scene, I think, um, and uh, the names of the other bands are escaping me. The name of the scene is escaping me, mm. but they were foundational. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, but that, that scene stayed kind of underground. I have this running joke with uh, Edgar Mondragon that we should start a Sonidero Indie and like just close off, a, yes. close off a street in La Roma somewhere and just do sonideros but like with like indie pop songs and just like have like a lady selling like choclos and just like dan- and everybody else dancing I feel like that would be great I would move right like you know every other week like twice a month in La Roma somewhere it would be so good uh, anyway so uh, okay well, we're <laughs> about so we're about to hear Sonido San Francisco yes El Genero Romantico yes uh, and we will be right back with more throwbacks Y con la S de sabor, la S de sonido, que suena el San Francisco, con el mismísimo. Cuentas, dile la cadena, te dice que no. Dile 
Dime qué vas de mi parte y verás que morirá de la puerta se porta genial Monte abusado una muchacha verás La hablas apropiado y la abrazas por detrás En la pista de baile el amor siempre se da En la pista de baile, en la pista de baile En baile, de baile En la pista de baile, en la pista de baile de pista En la pista de baile, el género romántico es mi favorito para sacar a las muchachas a bailar con el sonido satanás. Se incendia la noche, las mujeres se convierten en demonios que nos incitan, nos provocan y nos obligan a
excited about we just what what we uh, about what we just heard this is los mil jinetes um and the song is inténtalo now for um you know people who uh, are probably listening on the other end with their mouth agape yes this is a cover an andean cover of uh tribal monterrey's iconic inténtalo it's the song that ushered tribal into the mainstream um the uh, tribal monterrey won a grammy for this Um, they are so fucking good. And Los Mil Jinetes, again, if for the for the careful listener on the other end, yes, that is uh, Cristóbal Briseño singing, uh, who is best known for his work with Fothermuckers, uh, Aces Falsos, and obviously his own solo career. Wow, yes. taking this back. Yes. Anyway, um, that song is really great. I love how they put their own spin on it. Yes. Beautiful thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I love how you can combine genres like that and um so yeah and i'm so i'm really excited because like I, you know it's funny um the chile the chilean indie scene was like again you know what kick-started this whole journey for me and so i i'm like huh, huh, huh. and and i don't want to say like you know the golden days are are, are are gone i mean like there's just a new wave like the, all these artists that were coming up at this at this moment have like you know taken their own paths you know even franz traube who, you know, started out with, like, Miss Garrison. Rubio is doing really well, you know? Um, and it's so cool that she sort of, like, just reshaped her trajectory. And, you know, again, same with Javier Amena, who is now, you know, b uh, based in Chile and Barcelona. Alex Amante, oh, who wow. recently moved to New York. Um, you he know, did? Yeah. Okay, yeah. did not know that. When he played Le Poison Rouge, like, two weeks ago, that was when he moved. Oh, yeah, he was okay like, then. Because like, yeah. he was in L.A. Yeah. For like a couple of years, and now he's out here. All right, then. I can tell. I, I'll spill more tea off, Mike. Um, Fair, but um, yeah, and I mean, you know, everybody has like you know evolved, and so those miljinetes. It's interesting because Cristóbal Briseño is such a controversial figure in Chile because he's like really politically outspoken. He often says a lot of incredibly problematic things. Um, like he's yeah 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 he's like one of these faux anarchists. Who like you know like went to like fancy private school, but it's also like tear down the system, and it's like right, and like we'll say really problematic things about like you know um, uh, gender violence and things like that. 
Weird. Yeah. All right. Not my fave person. Um, I love this song. Don't necessarily love him. Um, it's this is I, I often say that he's uh, Chile's Kanye West. <laughs> that sounds that sounds appropriate <laughs> because he makes amazing music, but also yikes. Um, um, well, so, wait, before we transition okay. into the next song, I want to talk about Club Phonograma. You know, we this have got, time for that. We yeah. have gotten far too far into this episode without really giving them the props that they deserve for again being one of the reasons that you and I are sitting here today having this conversation. How did Club Phonograma come into your life, Bev? Um, well, when I started working at MTV Iggy, we had a blog role mm-hmm. and just like, you know, we were, cause we're just trying to keep up on what's going on in music all over the world. Mm-hmm. And, um, we did that by following other blogs and, um, Club Phonogramma just always had the most amazing shit. And honestly, we just ripped them off every day. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and that's the tea. And I think they really got to know that, you know, they, they, they really did get to know that. And I mean, and I just, uh, you know, people still bemoan the loss of Club Phonogramma. I mean, I just interviewed Max Cueto, uh, who is the editor of Discolai, And before he used to contribute to La Casetera and La Casetera died. And then he was like, you know, I started Discolai because Phonogramma died. And I told him, I was like, that's the precise reason why Songmas started. Like, Songmas started because Phonogramma, the, phono, the phonocast, which I really, I, I really liked, died. And then Jasmine Gars left all Latino. So it was like Felix Contrera playing just a lot of 70s jazz. And I was like, well, great, but that's not really what the people around me are listening to. So Club Phonogramma are uh, basically the velvet underground of uh, Latin indie blogs. Absolutely. Because... You know, they didn't get incredibly famous. Mm-hmm. Um, they did not become wealthy off yeah. of what they did. But everyone who read Club Phonogramma ended up starting a blog or a podcast. Absolutely. And shout out to um, Giovanni Guillen, Pierre Lestroud, and somebody else. I forget who. Sorry about that. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the website basically went down. And they took all of the files and uploaded it to a new website. Uh, and it's like it's called uh, oldphonogramma.com. I saw that the other um, day. They're when, not or adding, like actually while I was preparing for this podcast because I was like looking for some songs. Yeah, they're not. They haven't created new content, but it's all the old content is there. So you can still go back and it's you. It's a little hard to search. Yeah, um, but you can still find all the. We will link to it in the show uh, in, the, in the show notes. Um, I did when I interviewed Giovanni Guillen for the show uh, with Pablo Acuña. Shout out to him. This was all in Costa Rica last year. I hope year. that someone finds the link and falls down a rabbit hole. Yeah, like just, I mean, again, search the archives. The archives are fucking good. I mean, there's like bands that aren't there anymore. Like I, I was in Mexicali last year randomly. Like Triones, who I started reading about on, on Club Phonogramma, is now a very, very good friend of mine. And I went to visit him and like he introduced me to one of the guys from Aniki Lasset and I almost peed myself. I was like, I saw you at Norma like six years ago. Oh my God, we incredible. are such nerds. You know, like fucking Mueran Humanos now follow us like on social media again That's I almost true. peed myself wow um, so it's just like it's it's very cool and again so much of this it's you know this game we never started it you know like we are just carrying on and like every, like and you gotta acknowledge these like steps in the way and and Club Phonogramma is incredibly important to the consolidation of this of this scene as a as a continental wide sort of network of artists and, and, and journalists and friends you know um, so shout out to them. Now, we probably wouldn't dare to use the phrase Latin indie if it wasn't for them saying, yeah. no, this is a thing that's going on. And that's, and, and, the, and that's why I also say gringo indie, because it's a very different vibe. Again, I, you know, the, I, I, I remember, like, again, I distinctly remember 
the year that I discovered all this was like at the right at the beginning, end of 2011, beginning of 2012, when I just came back from South America, and um, and I like was I became obsessed with the Chilean indie scene, and then I saw that Normal was bringing the entire Chilean wave to Monterrey, um, and that year Astro, Adrián Igual, uh, Javier Amena, Alexander, and uh, someone else. It was it was five Chilean bands all played uh, the festival and I was like and I was like I have to go Uh, and that's when I discovered um, Normal Um, and I at that period of time like around then like uh, people in the US like Todd P were like interested and kind of like wanted to get involved Mm -hmm. um, in like uh, but like you know they were kind of carpet bagging and actually normal and the rest of the scene doesn't need them. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 absolutely not. And, but yeah, and that's like, I remember like that, that first normal was the reason that I fell so hard into this because like I would see like the band come from Brooklyn or Chicago or Austin or LA and they'd be like, Hey, we're so-and-so one, two, three, four. All right. Thanks so much. Y'all have a good day. And like, and then like a band from like Costa Rica or Colombia or Chile or Brazil would come and like, oh my God, I can't believe y'all are here. It's so fucking hard to get here from wherever we come from. And it's just like, it's so expensive. It's like, right, buying power in Latin America is much more expensive. It means much more because like they, you don't have to explain your contacts to anyone, you know, because they get it, you know. And so it's just like, if you, if you come to like the US or Europe or something, you have to explain to them like where you're from and what it is that you do. Latin America like just, is very different. Just imagine but, like bands who like come from Latin America to play South by Southwest. Yeah. It's so freaking expensive. And then you expensive. get there and they don't give a shit. Nope. And... Uh, so it's just like I like I the only time that oh, I ever and also saw, you get harassed. The only time I ever saw like a gringo artist really sort of like show an outpour of emotion and, and gratitude was Kalela. And this is before she blew up. And she and like I saw her at Monterey. Because she's the shit. And she was great. No, and she was like, Oh my god, I can't believe y'all are here. Like y'all know me? Like that's fucking crazy. That was literally the only, like every time you saw scra- four scraggly white dudes with guitars. It was never anything, and that's that's one reason why I'm so grateful to this scene because around it was around the same time when I really needed to be saved, and I was saved from ever having to write about Vampire Weekend. Fantastic. Well, we started uh, talking about a fusion a cover, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, some a mixed bag of things, and I feel like that's a good way of describing the next song that we are about to listen to. This is another uh, artifact of a very special era. <laughs> um, I remember the first time I heard Suzuka Poderosa. And that um, I forget exactly how, but like I lost my mind. I think it actually might have been on like NPR's music blog or something like that. Like someone else had gotten to uh, writing about her first. Yeah. And just like, yeah, I definitely lost my shit over this because like this was, I'd like barely heard Bailey Funk before. Yeah. And I was just like, amazing. And she's always been about like mixing it up. And um, DJ Rekha is. Uh, uh, South Asian DJ and she's very famous for creating um, the basement Bangra. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I know so exactly like, who this is. Yeah. So, and actually... <laughs> They're based in Portland, no? Maybe now, but it was like a New York thing okay. for a long time. I've actually met her. She's super awesome. And uh, oddly enough, before I left New York the first time, like when I was in college in like the early 2000s, um, I had gone to a, I think it was a Bangor night. It might even have been like her Bangor night mm-hmm. at like Wetlands. And then, you know, things come full circle. And uh, at any rate, this is a very special song that's a collaboration with DJ Rekha, Dave Sharma, 
And Suzuka Poderosa came out in 2011. Well, and it kind of like brings together Baile Funk and um, like Bangra. And in a way that very much works, yeah. the song is called PR Baile. Mm-hmm. And uh, PR, I believe, is Hindi for love. Oh, mira. So it's like romantic baile anyway. This is a thing that, that people were doing at that moment. And if you don't remember, or you're too young to remember, it was actually super hip. Yeah. But also, I don't know, very posy. We're all about like everybody coming together to change the world. Yeah. And global, yeah, global base was actually very, very, very hip at that moment. And again, things have evolved. Yep, so, indeed they have. There well, you go. Let's listen to that now. Again, this is DJ Reca and uh, Dave Sharma uh, featuring Suzuka Poderosa. The song is Piar Baile, and we will be right back with more throwbacks.
So tell me about Prissa. That's what we just heard, and I'm not really familiar. What was the song? Um, uh, Disimulo Ser. Uh-huh. So this is it's, so it's actually Prisa. Prisa. Yeah. So Prisa um, means like in a hurry. Okay. Um, and uh, but it's it's spelled with two S's for some reason. So maybe it, maybe maybe it was a, it's a reference to someone's name. I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, and so this Disimulo Ser is the song by which most people remember this band, uh, which is a synth pop duo from Chile and also Javier Amena's first band. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, when you sent this, I was watching the video. Yeah. And it's that very lo-fi. <laughs> and they're both like in, in green smocks and like, you know, those like light up like strobes that they sell like on the street. It was magical. This is the way to my heart. I was like, oh, baby Javiera. Oh, yeah. my God. Incredibly you guys go online bad. and watch this. So there's a whole EP. And like, if you really, really are as sycophantic as I am, you will go, you will dig through YouTube until you find every single track, which I did and I have. And it's actually a really solid EP. At least three of the six songs are really, really good. Um, and again, it, I don't have very much to say about it, but it's just like when I found out that Javier Amena had, had been in a band, I was like, Bleh. and this other girl, I, again, I forget her name. Sorry, y'all. I don't, you know, y'all know I ain't got time for no research. But I know that she lives out in Berlin now, which is actually kind of a common theme for. Uh, Chileans, like Chilean musicians who either back in the day had to run away from the dictatorship or now it's more like, you know, I'm just kind of burnt out with Chile. I'm moving to Berlin. It kind of makes sense in a lot of ways because like I feel like um, from what I know of Santiago, like, you know, from basically stalking the city on Google Maps. Yeah. And from what I know about Berlin, yep. they're a little bit similar. Like, I could see people from one city yeah. feeling at home in the other. I could totally see that. Uh-huh. And, like, also with the similar history and uh, interesting things about that, I can just really see that. Meanwhile, yeah, I don't know. I, get, I can understand that because, like, for some reason, I keep living in... Uh, I think me and Sean really get along. Uh, for people who don't know, like, my husband. I grew <laughs> up in South Florida, um, which is basically, like, you live in a tourist trap. Okay. And Sean grew up in Las Vegas, which is basically a tourist trap. Right. And they're both hot. And I think, like, for some reason we get along because we can relate to each other based on that. I mean, it creates sort of a, a, a general sort of mind, uh, a way that you uh, pr- interact with the world. We're trauma bonded is what it is, basically. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, up next, we're going to listen to a song by Pegasus. Uh, it's called Brillar. Um, so Pegasus no longer exists. Uh, they've changed their name to Super because there were many other bands called Pegasus. What? Oh, this is that Pegasus. This, the other Pegasus. Uh, the other Pegasus. Um, so Pegasus, back in, back before they were Super, uh, were one of Canada's first uh, bands. Uh, so Canada... I have one of these CDs. Yeah, I bet you do. Um, this was a really good album. It was a good band. Indeed. They were super minimal. They were super fast. It was just like, dunkun, 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 dunkun for like 10 minutes. Um, and so um, so they're, ba- they're from Barcelona. They're still together, by the way. It's a husband and wife. Um, and um, I, again, I don't have very much to say about them, but I do remember like their video was just sort of like a series of lights and collages. It was really cool. Um, and it is, again, Brillar is just such a great song. Again, it's very, like, it's, it's kind of anthemic for that moment. Like, whenever this song goes on, goes off, like, a select group of people who remember this time very fondly, like, go off. Um, and, yeah, again, like, the, they had to change the name because of legal issues. Um, and, I mean, again, they're still really good. I got to see them once in Brooklyn randomly. Um, I think it was Sokyo who organized that is pretty that show. random. It was at oh, Cameo no, of Gallery. Course. Oh, I remember. <laughs> Talk about a throwback. 
uh, yes. Uh, so it was like way back when. I actually got to see. Do you remember oh. that show we went to together, where like people from Remains Club were there, Sokio was there. It was oh, yeah. like very in very in the early days of the podcast. Yeah, like Astro. You, uh, I saw Astro there. I saw uh, Miss Garrison there. I got to see Rubio before she even had anything. That's the out. show that yeah. I was at, and oh, I was, was like, I, my mind was blown. Um, I got to see. Who else did I get to see there? Um, God, I got to see really good stuff at at, at, at Cameo Gallery. Those were the days. Oh, I think I saw a Parrot Dream there. Yeah. Oh, God. I like them. That's fine. I mean, we can't all be right. Um, I remember that's where... Oh, that Cameo Gallery is where Remezcla hosted their Halloween party one year. And that's the year that I painted myself white and put a wig with bangs on and oh, showed man. up as Javier Amenas. You way back with Cameo. That, that's when I showed up dressed as Javier Amenas' album cover for Otra Era. <laughs> R.I.P. Cameo Gallery. I've, I found the glasses on Etsy, too, y'all. Like, I actually did. I, maybe, I'll, maybe that'll be the cover for this. <laughs> maybe, maybe that yes, picture will be the cover do for it, this do shit. do it, do it. Was, it's, it's a good throwback. Um, okay, so let's listen to that now. Again, this is Pegasus. Now they're called Super. Uh, the song is called Brillar, and we'll be right back to wrap up this beautiful throwback episode.
todo, papi, lo tengo todo, papi, tengo fly, tengo party, tengo una sabesura, tengo todo, papi, lo tengo todo, papi, tengo fly, tengo party, tengo una sabesura, tengo todo, papi, lo tengo todo, papi, tengo fly, tengo party, tengo una sabesura, tengo todo, papi, lo tengo todo, papi, tengo fly, tengo party, tengo una sabesura. This is this is yet another song that from 2010, Maluka, based in New York City. Yes, ma'am. Uh, she was working with Diplo, and she came out with uh, El Tigreaso. Yes. And oh my God, this video, everything. We just everyone lost their shit. Yeah. Um, this song is still like a. It's still still slaps. People didn't even say slaps back then. <laughs> Fact. Um, and yeah, and then not much else happened after that. Yeah, I mean... Maluka, where are you? Well, um, she's really slow. Um, she does have some new songs, though, some good ones. Yeah, well, no, she had Actually, this, a lot of these artists we've played have, like, new stuff. She had a great song with uh, Future Brown. She collaborated with Robin. I mean, Robin okay. kind of took her under her wing for a while. You're but, right. Like, Maluka's Maluka, been up to stuff, but, like, she just surfaces and then vanishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, don't, I, I know people who know her, but I don't really know much about her. Um, and I know that she's out here, like, hustling. Like, she is out here hustling. Well, at least she's not working with Diplo anymore. Ooh, 
Whoop. Anyway, um, yeah, and and you know, like as we approach the end of the show now, guys, like you know, we could have played any number of, of artists. Like, I mean, I, I'm we sure, could go on forever. We're yeah, not I'm even sure, tired. I'm sure with this TBT thing, like a lot of people are going to be like, you know, like where's Rita Indiana? Where's like because we, we've played Rita Indiana and so many exactly times. It. And same with like El Mato and Juana Molina and like Maria Jose, like. You've heard them. It's it's fine. Like we wanted to bring you guys something a little fresher. Like sure, I've played Denver before. Sure, we've heard Davila Seis Seis before or Javier Amena. But these are different takes. These are older takes. These are like this is a different time. Uh, Deep cuts, crate digging, people. Yeah, very that. Um, uh, before we go, uh, I want to remind you all that this is Song Mess. And you can listen to us on all streaming platforms. That is uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, uh, and SoundCloud. Uh, you can follow us across social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Songmess. Um, you can email us directly at songmessmusic at gmail.com. Uh, we have a, a weekly playlist called Bops that I always link to in the show notes. Again, we will also be linking to uh, the new Club Phonogramma website um, just you know, in case you really want to dig uh, through the arch- archives. Um, and if you want to support us uh, with some love, uh, go ahead and give us a review. Five stars, a comment. That always helps, uh, you know, expand our visibility. And or if like, you, want, you know, just send us money. Exactly. And if you want to send us money but also receive a product, um, we have an online store uh, at songmess.threadless.com. You can buy T-shirts, mugs, books, little knickknacks. Again, all with our logo on it. Uh, help us sell out like not Maluka. Um, and wonderful... Uh, and, if, and one thing is... Okay, and... If you want something free of charge, we will send you some wonderful stickers. Uh, if you email us and give us your address, you can get stickers sent personally by me to, uh, and, and maybe maybe with some, some extra swag thrown in there. Hey, yeah, listener Lewis recently reached out. Um, I believe you sent him some stuff. I'm working on it. Okay. And I met up with him down in Mexico recently, and we had a wonderful... What? That's wild. Yeah, we had a wonderful lunch and, like, talk and, like, kiki. Um, and, you know, um, shout out to him. He's, he's, he's really fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think this episode is coming out after most of the New York interviews are done. Um, so just FYI, you know, like that whole series is there. You can go back and listen to it. Uh, let us know who you want us to talk to in the future. We love keeping this dialogue going. Uh, we have one more song. This is by Teleradio Donoso. Did you ever get into Teleradio before he went solo? Not really. Okay. But have you ever gotten, have you listened to Not him? at all. Really? Only okay. this song, actually. So Teleradio Donoso is, um, is Alex Ambanter's band before he went solo. Um, and it's funny because Alex Amanter's fans usually fall into two camps, the Teleradio fans and then the solo fans. Oh, now I remember because you're obsessed. Well, yes, but also like, I, I mean, I prefer the solo, um, you know, not the last album, but I do prefer his solo career. Um, but his, the band days were fantastic. I mean, he has, there's three albums. Uh, there's uh, the, the self-titled debut. There's Gran Santiago. Um, and then there's Bailar y Llorar. Bailar y Llorar is almost a perfect album. Like, I think, like, tracks one through, like, eight, I never skip. You the know? title's iconic. It's, and it's fantastic. I mean, and the song Bailar y Llorar is excellent. Um, I wanted to bring a record, a, a song, like, again, like, he plays uh, Amor, Amar en el Campo and Bailar y Llorar at almost every show. Um, I wanted to bring something that um, maybe y'all don't know. And as far as I'm concerned, this is the best Tele Radio Donoso song. Uh, it's called Granada. Um, he never plays it. It's one of my favorite songs of his. Um, it's brilliant. Uh, and it's actually the product of an accident. So he was recording it. Um, and so like, you will hear this sort of like, um, 
uh, what do you call it? Like, like 20 versions of his voice singing along at the same time. And it's, that was, like, he was just recording the different takes, and for some reason they all just, and, like, he was trying to figure out which take he liked the best, and they all started playing at the same time. And he was like, whoa, he was, like, really freaked out by that, and then he was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. And so that's what, basically, he did here in the song. Uh, it's a very, it's a ballad, it's a little ghostly, uh, it's kind of about addiction, um, and I, I don't know, I just really, like, really love this song. This song gets me together. Um... Ah, uh, memories. <laughs> uh, before we go, Bev, actually, can you let our listeners know where they can follow you on social media, your writing, anything else that you want to plug? Oh, yeah. Um, I write for, like, basically everyone. And uh, if you want to find my work, get music recommendations, whatever, follow me on Twitter. I am DJ Check. So that's, like, DJ and then BB, which is my initials, and check. Got it. And we'll be linking again to all of that in the show notes. Uh, again, my name is Richard Villegas. This is Song Mess. My guest is the podcast OG, Beverly Bryan. Uh, the song is Granada. This is by Teleradio Donoso. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Ciao. Besos. Oh, oh, oh.